A Chicago Bulls team that just lost to a Houston Rockets team that came into Chicago being 9-23, and and the Bulls lost to that team. Well, now the Bulls tonight face a surefire and true championship-level quality team in the Milwaukee Bucks. But one of the weirdest things about this team is, is that when they face teams that are good, they step up their level of competition, frustrating Bulls fans even more than what were frustrated by the losses when this team just seems to just be able to kick it into another gear but not sustain that. We're going to talk about that game, preview that, and then we're also going to talk about why the Chicago Bulls are unlikely to go full rebuild and then some reasons why they should. We're going to get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So the Bulls face the Milwaukee Bucks at home tonight. Chris Middleton is listed out for the Bucks. And then we have the same three faithful, Green Jones and Caruso, listed as questionable for the Chicago Bulls in this game. Now, what does that mean? I don't even know. Right? I have no idea. I cannot tell you with this team. This team who has shown some defensive flashes and flashes of energy, even without Caruso, Javante Green, and Derrick Jones Jr., three players that are hugely important to the Bulls' energy, to the Bulls' defense, to, you know, just kind of the Bulls setting a, setting a tone. And it's crazy enough to say that we're looking at three role players as the players that in many ways set the tone of ball movement, set the tone of intensity, set the tone of defense, especially in Alice Caruso and Javante, and set the tone in effort. And that's how Derrick Jones Jr. started back cracking the rotation is he just brought the effort at a time where the Chicago Bulls were sorely missing it. And so when we look at those three players as being players that are, are, are the reasons why the Bulls may be missing some energy, but yet we have our medium three in Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine being there every single game. It, 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 it's even more frustrating as a Bulls fan to be able to say that. We're used to a, having a Bulls team in, in, the, on, in this franchise that has heart, that when we do have players that we look at as stars on this team, that win, lose, or draw because of the quality of the team, they maintain a certain level of play and heart for the city that they're playing for in one of the greatest cities in the world, and that's Chicago. We don't have the players that do that anymore. And finding out that DeMar DeRozan, in games where he scores 30 points, we're 2-9 and nine in those games, and it's an even worse record in games that DeMar DeRozan gets over 20 shots per game. It raises even more concern about the state of this team, especially around this core that they've built together with these three players. Now, we'll talk about that more so towards the back end of the show, but coming into the night against the Milwaukee Bucks, like always with this Bulls team, it's just a difficult game to really <laughs> manage or predict or feel like you know what's going to happen. Because they, the, the Bulls play so wildly inconsistently depending on the level of competition that they play. There's, there's absolutely a world tonight in which the Chicago Bulls just come in and just look like a damn good team, a dominant team. And some would say, we've already beat the Milwaukee Bucks once this season. Who to say that we can't do it again? The Milwaukee Bucks is not like they're a super potent offense. They're only ranked as, what, the 17th offense in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks defense the sixth-rated defense in the NBA, which is great. Shout out to them for that. And then rebounding. One of the Bulls' Achilles heels, one of the ones that played into the Bulls' loss to the Houston Rockets, is rebounding. The Milwaukee Bucks are the second-best rebounding team per rebounds per game in the NBA. That is a recipe for disaster when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. 
But the thing that we all are trying to figure out is which Chicago Bulls are going to show up night in and night out. That's been the biggest thing to predict with the team. That's been the biggest thing and hurdle in looking at the team and saying that we're going to get any level of consistent play. Now, the Chicago Bulls, if they come in and they understand the assignment, they play defense with the, with the heart that we've seen them play at times this season, they could win against the Milwaukee Bucks. But again, like I said in yesterday's episode, we believe the losses more than we believe the wins at this point in the Bulls season because it's been such an up and down season and the Bulls have been so inconsistent and we're so frustrated as a fan base against the Chicago Bulls team. Now, some of the keys in the, in, in, for the Milwaukee Bucks, since we're facing them, it's not necessarily about stopping Giannis, right? You almost have to let Giannis do his thing. You have to disrupt everything around Giannis. Now, Drew Holiday is also listed as day-to-day. He'll probably play tonight, or they may send him because they may look at it and say, oh, we're just playing the Bulls. No need to, to, to play Drew Holiday today. But Drew Holiday and Io DeSumo has been a matchup that has gone in Drew Holiday's favor almost every single time we face them, and Io DeSumo's been the starting point guard. Now, that's to be expected when you're looking at a veteran and a second-round drafted second-year player. Um, but in Io's up-and-down season, it's so hard to predict as well. You got Grayson Allen, who Chicago Bulls fans universally hate. That may be the thing. If, if we get a, Can we get a Zach Levine dunk on Grayson Allen? That may be what's needed to get everybody back on the same page between players and fan base and everything. Like, we would love to see it. Zach, do it. We would love to see it. Can, we put, so can Vooch put his nuts on Grayson Allen's face? Can we get a dunk of something like that? Can we get something like that? Can we, can we, can we just please? Can we get something like that? I don't know, right? Chris Middleton out, so Pat Connington's going to be in that starting line. That's an easier, I think, matchup for, for uh, DeMar DeRozan to defend as well if Emar Rosen decides to play a little defense tonight. Let's see. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo already said that. That's going to be Patrick Williams guarding that matchup. But the thing with this is, is that Patrick Williams hasn't done amazingly. He's done okay against Giannis, sometimes forcing Gian- Giannis to shoot ineffective. He still has big nights according to the points per game on that. But we'll see. But can Patrick Williams also force Giannis to guard him? Because if they start rotating people like Chris Middleton, well, he's not playing. Like Pat Connaughton on Patrick Williams, we got some issues, especially if they put Giannis on DeMar DeRozan. Patrick Williams is going to have to hit his open shots. He's going to have to be that little bit of aggressive flashes that we saw against Houston as well. We need that tonight against Patrick Williams to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo honest and see what they do rotating-wise. Every time he gets in either Grayson Allen or Pat Connington rotated on him or Wesley Matthews, if they get rotated on Pat Williams, P-Will got to show out in those in those matchups, in those specific um, situations and, and rotations. So, and then Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, the one-two punch at the center position. We've seen Vooch have some success, um, but we, we know that those are usually tough matchups for Nikola Vucevic. Andre Drummond is going to be even more important. Could this be another game in which we see the lineup of Vooch and, and, and Drummond out there together for specific stretches to kind of get the Bulls, you know, in gear and things like that, get more rebounds, stuff like that. We could, right? I think you got to surround them with shooters if you do that. But the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that every bit of this organization has been so inconsistent and it's so frustrating and it's difficult to predict. I told you I'm over predicting wins for the Chicago Bulls team. I'm going to tell you guys, what are some things to look out for in this game? But I can't predict this team to beat anybody. I just, it wouldn't. I mean, technically, I could predict them to beat anybody, but I could also predict them to lose anybody. So it just makes predicting things so hard when it comes to the Chicago Bulls team, this year's team. And we'll see every game that goes by, every week that goes by, that comparison to the 07-08 Chicago Bulls becomes more and more poignant. And you know why? Well, the thing that makes it even more dour and sad is that the Bulls own their own first-round pick outright in that draft. So 
it, it was a more clear-cut thing that happened. We got lucky and got Derrick Rose, but, man, I just I don't know what to say with that. But with all the frustration, especially frustration surrounding the big three, right, how does Zach Levine perform? We talked about it before. He's putting together a really good December, right, shooting uh, over 50% from the field, shooting for, over 40% from three-point range, shooting 80 around 85% from the free-throw range. We need to see that get up, but getting back to being that 50, 40, 90 player that we're used to seeing from Zach Levine over the last couple of years as he's been increasing his efficiency. He still needs to hit his shots at a better clip. I still would like to see a, a bigger game in which Zach Levine really goes off and looks dominant, whether it be in a quarter or whatever else it is. We've seen little bits of it today, of, of in this season. But I'd like to see that tonight as well. You have to make them guard you, Zach. And Zach, DeMar, and Vooch, they have to continue to play together. The isolation ball does not work. Like, I don't, I don't know... I don't know how we are all as Bulls fans are seeing isolation is not the key to the success for the Chicago Bulls on the offensive side of the ball. Yet the people getting paid millions of dollars to identify this seem like they're just running with it and cool with it. I don't understand it, but we'll see what we get against the Bulls tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, moving on to that into the next topic that I wanted to talk about is you hear a lot of things right now in the in the media amongst fans, and that is rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. The Bulls are unlikely to go rebuild, and I'm going to sit here and tell you why, but then I'm also going to give you reasons why they probably should, right? And the reason why they are unlikely to go full rebuild is that we still have a young core, well, not a young core, but a nice set of young players that are promising on this team. When you look at the growth of Kobe White from last season and this season and just having his first full offseason, that should tell you why you don't want to give up on players that are as young as Ayo DeSumo, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams. They can still add things to the game very much so. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We also, it's hard to really evaluate that young talent because they haven't been put in the best situation to really develop their game in a meaningful way. Um, and then also, like Marco Simonovic, we know well, Marco probably is not factoring to the Bulls' future at this point. The, the writing's probably out with that one on, on, at this point in time. But if there is still something to Marco Simonovic, is this the right front office or the right coaching staff to get the most and develop that? And then you get to Dalen Terry, a rookie that's promising, that has a lot of energy, that has the dog in him, that we all see the potential in Dalen Terry, but he's just not getting minutes at the NBA level quite yet. But one of the biggest reasons why this team is, well, some few of the biggest reasons why this team is unlikely to go full rebuild is just this. The team is too talented, even with our frustrations with the team, to really tank and be one of the complete bottom teams in the NBA that you can assure them is going to get them that top four pick in this season. They're just, they've already won almost too many games to be in that. I think sometimes when Bulls fans say go full rebuild, they they forget that, that technically the the race to the bottom those teams have already separated themselves and guess what the Bulls aren't one of those teams yeah they're 11th in the Eastern Conference which sucks and and we're frustrated at 100% but the teams that have already are definitely in the win be honest we've faced you got to look at the Detroit Pistons 
eight wins. The Charlotte Hornets, nine wins. The Houston Rockets, 10 wins. The San Antonio Spurs, 11 wins. The Chicago Bulls, as frustrating this season has been, have 14 wins. And while it doesn't sound like a big gap there, it's a pretty big gap when you get when you get into talking about over the course of the season and the talent they have. Now, some people could say, well, the part of trading everyone away and going full rebuild is you're going to get worse. We still have to get players back. You still have to match salaries. And so we'll see, right? But, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons. And then one of the second biggest reasons on that, top of that is they just gave Zach Levine a player, which I understand some players, some fans are frustrated with, is entering his prime, and you have him under contract for the extent of his prime. That's it. The con- Bulls' the contract with Zach Levine runs into his age 32 season. That's basically the entirety of his prime, which he could have still be a productive player after that point. But when you have a player in their prime, and yes, he's not the player a one on a championship-level team. He is not. The one he is not. But when you have a player of that of that talent level, you, it, it, you, 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 you tend to try to keep some talent around that and retool more than rebuild. Now, another reason why this team may not do it is that is a, I don't know if the front office is ready to admit their wrong decisions at this point. I don't know if they're ready to go all in and say, listen, we completely effed up in, in the way that we, the, the roster that we decided to build, we're going to have to completely flamethrow it and start all over. I don't know if they're ready to admit that when you hear AK, especially him still preaching continuity, still talking about at this point that, oh, well, as a, as a, when we're healthy, we feel we're a playoff team for sure. When you hear those type of things, that's telling to the level that they're going to try to keep this team at. Now, also the extension of Billy Donovan. That is another reason. And I get it. Some bulls are fire, fire, fire. It's not happening. Billy is not, unfortunately, not going anywhere. And because of that, you have a, a, a coach of Billy Donovan's caliber locked in as long as he does. Now, he's been on rebuilding teams before, stayed in OKC at the start of a rebuild. So even if the Bulls were to rebuild, there, there is something to be said there. But I think that knowing this team, the fact that they locked in that coach, knowing this organization, that they are going to try to keep this team being a playoff team. So what does that mean? Now, that doesn't mean that I don't see a retool coming, right? Or Not a rebuild, but a remodel. Maybe is the better phrase to use in this to kind of keep it all together. A remodel may be coming, meaning you may have to change some key pieces of this team and then try to roll another dice. But here's the reasons why this team should consider a rebuild is the fact of the matter is this. This team does not have a leader yet. The coach and sometimes can be the leader. Billy Donovan doesn't seem to be that type of coach. He's not Greg Popovich. He doesn't seem to be that type of leader to really be the one whose personality takes over the team if you don't have a surefire leader on the court. So because of that, it's really hard to see this team really extending. Zach Levine is probably a two or three on a championship level team, right? I've always said this, even dating back to when I started this show, for the Bulls to ever be a championship team, at that time I was saying we need one of our young players to ascend to being better than Zach Levine, but you need a player at least as good as Zach Levine, or you need, I mean, well, you need a, well, at least one player better than Zach Levine, or you need two players that are just as good as Zach Levine with a very well-built a rotation after that of, of the other players on the team. That's what you need if you're going to be a championship level team ever with Zach Levine being on your team. Well, being the, the main part of your team. And that's one of the reasons why it, a rebuild may make sense. Is just the fact of the matter is, is that Zach Levine isn't the guy to lead you to a title. And that's not a knock on him. He's still a damn good level, uh, star level player in this league. He just is. I know some people, oh, Zach's, no, he's not. Zach Levine is a max level, I'm sorry, uh, a star level player on, on, on in the NBA. He just is. But could you leverage that 
especially him being under contract for a handful of years. And could you leverage that and saying, hey, we can make a trade with the team and you have this now young player under contract through the rest of his prime to pair with a Luka, to pair with a whatever. I just don't see it likely and I don't see AK and Eversley doing that. And then on top of that, another reason why they probably should rebuild is just the fact of the matter is this. The core you built here, Vooch, DeMar, Zach, have not worked well together. They have not. When you have a player of DeMar DeRozan's caliber and you lose more games than you win when he scores 30 points, I think that's telling. When you have Nikola, Nikola Vucevic, who just not is utilized, right? I know a lot of Bulls fans, and I did a poll on this. Let's get into the results of that poll. Um, the poll, I asked the question, which Chicago Bulls player do you think is most likely to be moved by the deadline? And the options that I put forth were Vooch, DeMar, Caruso, Kobe, and Zach. Zach got only 8% of the vote. And him and Alice Caruso were tied for the lowest percent of the vote. Nikola Vucevic was the highest with 45% of the vote. That's to be expected. DeMar DeRozan, 17. Kobe White with 22. But it, it, you haven't used Vooch the best of his ability. So I could see a world in which maybe the Bulls do look to trade DeMar. Again, not saying it's likely. But while a full rebuild may not come, like I told you guys before, a retool may be coming. And in that retool or remodel, as we're going to label it here, you have to be prepared that some of the players you guys want to keep will not still be around on this team. There's so much of this mindset with Bulls fans and fans of every NBA team that we can trade what we don't want away and get pieces back that we want. It's not likely to happen. If nothing else, we, you, you, you were going to give up something that you want to keep on the team, be it Alice Caruso, be it Javante Green. A player that you guys like may very well be gone. We'll see what AK and Eversley do. And that is the biggest thing in this as well is that we got to start reevaluating the way that we look at Acme and their tenure here because of where we are right now. This Bulls team picked a direction and they came in and, and took some time to evaluate the young players and then said, we want to go more veteran because we need to build this team to be a playoff team to convince Zach Levine to stay. And I understand the mindset. I understand in picking the direction. And I don't, I'm not mad that they picked a direction, right? Because so long under Gar Foreman, we just didn't have a direction. We were drafting without really a goal or a type of roster we were trying to build, just hoping that somebody was going to turn into a superstar, and we didn't have that direction. AK and Eversley, they came in, they picked a direction, and they went for it. But you also have to realize that in going for it, what did you give up? That I've said it before, that window Carter trade looks worse and worse every day that goes by. Not to say, I still think Vooch is a better player than Window Carter, but the other pieces involved in that, Franz Wagner, who the Bulls may have not drafted, and our own first-round pick right now, for a team that is 11th in the Eastern Conference, we gave up two first-round picks and a young player. And that trade looks worse every single time. We have to start looking at AK and Eversley and holding them accountable as well. Listen, we want a better team, and you guys need to give it to us. And you have to make some time. And what I said earlier, one of the things that I said on why this team is unlikely to rebuild is I'm not sure Acme is ready to admit their wrong decisions yet. We got to hold them accountable for those wrong decisions because this team ain't it, as we've said before. It's not it. And we, it's so much, dis, so many questionable things on the team. The Billy Donovan extension, the lack of development from young players, the core of a big three that doesn't seem to work together. AK and Eversley have to be held accountable for that. Now, they also, I do think, will be a part of what fixes it for this organization and gets us into a more clear outline place. But they have to pick another route in another direction. The direction you picked, while I understand it, it didn't work. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do next? I don't know, man. I don't know. You guys can let me know what you guys think of everything down below. Um, but otherwise, that's it for today's episode. We'll be back for our pregame, our halftime hangouts, and our postgame shows all today live here on the channel. Make sure you guys also are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. 
GoCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. It's game day. So make sure you see red as well. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.